When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Billy Up Sports and the Billy Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Clint. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jerry Clem, alongside the crew, Savannah Dean and Kevin Lang. we got a big show today. We have baseball pitchers moving to different places. we got the Heisman uh, won by the boy from LSU. we got Drew Brees, breaking records, and much more. Let's get it going. First off, guys, last night, Drew Brees, of course, passing Peyton Manning for the all-time lead in touchdown passes. Um... And the Colts just just not showing up, but we kind of knew that was going to happen. But thank God the Saints pulled their – pulled Mike Thomas at the beginning of the fourth quarter because, guys, I'm in the fantasy championship in my league, and Mike Thomas was on the opposing team. I finished with .5 over the kid I was playing to to go to the title game. .5. That's how much I won by. So really, yeah. you probably should have lost. Oh yeah, oh do- totally. Dalvin Cook and Stephon Diggs screwed me. But basically, yeah, I should have lost. the The highest scoring guy I had this week was the Carson Wentz with twenty one points. And David Waller with like nineteen or twenty. Everyone else like underperformed, but yet somehow I still squeaked it out. So I'll take the win. Um and uh. Some well-needed tattoo money's on the line there, so I'll finally get my half sleeve finished. Uh, yeah, because that's the best thing that money could go towards. Silence, Kevin. Uh, yeah, so guys, what did you think of the game last night? Seriously. Thought it was kind of a joke. The Saints last. blew him out. Everyone was freaking out about Drew Brees. Thank God Drew Brees broke the record in that game, because otherwise it wasn't that interesting. I I was talking about it and like I look on uh you know I always check the headlines page right before we do the write ups for the show and I always make sure everyone's talking about it on Twitter and everything else but honestly this game had no importance the NFL really shot the bed this year, shit the bed this year with uh with uh primetime matchups they've only had a few this year last week it was. I mean, yeah, the Philadelphia-New York game was a little closer than it should have been, and it actually ended up being a really fun game to watch, so it wasn't so stressful for me. 
But other than that, have we really had that many good Monday night football games or uh, Sunday night? Next week's Monday night football will be game, will be good. Oh gee, I wonder why. Who's playing, Savannah? Um, the Packers and the Vikings. Gee, Kev, Kev, it's like I could have predi- I could have wrote that one down. <laughs> Straight <laughs> off a reaction alone. Um, I feel like the Packers could have been playing. Like the Falcons, it's been like, oh, it's gonna be a great game. I'm so excited. It's one of the best the- games ever. <laughs> uh-uh. Okay, you're right. But say <laughs> yep. so we called her out. We we got it. Um, like honestly though, like Thursday night football has had the most like entertaining games. Like, like I've, ever since like week three, it's been nothing but nail biters, great finishes. Even if even in like the San Fran Arizona game, it was still fun to watch. So I don't know. The it, it, prime time's been weird this year. Usually it's like Monday night, you always get the good game. Thursday's always a crapshoot. But like this year, Thursday night football has been like legit. The only good Monday nighter I remember was uh, Seattle and San Fran. But uh, yeah, so Seattle Minnesota wasn't bad. That uh, yeah, that's that too. But like when you really have to start reaching for them, then you know it's like. Also, shout out to our boy KJ for the article he wrote today. Get rid of Booger, please. He was fine in doing the college football anal- analysis. Get him out of the Monday Night Football booth. I think he said, I think he said, well, how like right is it that his career-breaking touchdown pass happens on this play action and this player bites and it just looks so good. like I literally think he said that six times. And he highlighted like, oh, how poetic is it or something that he's the player who bit on it. It was some random player. Right. It wasn't like it was either an all pro or a pro bowl player or an all pro player or a guy who used to play with Drew Brees. It was just some random player. Yeah, I don't know. I just this is why I just I I cannot stand Booger. I hated the Booger mobile last year. It used to drive me. F- ask our ask the former uh, co-host Mark Riley how much the Booger mobile used to annoy the crap out of me. That was the dumbest thing ASPN ever did. But hey, anything's still better than Jason Witten. I don't know. Booger might be giving him a run for his money on that one. I know. I didn't. Yeah. I I I had to think about that one for a second before I said, but I'm like, yo, it's closer than it should be. Like, how are you that bad that you're almost in the same realm as Jason Witten? Put Pat Ma- – all right, you know what? Pat McAfee for Monday Night Football. I- I- I'm going to start the petition right now. Change.org right now. He's, He's too much fun. Yeah, I know, but, ES- but ESPN already put him in college football, and they're like, oh, my God, we get the ratings. Yeah, but the NFL wouldn't want him there. The NFL hates fun. No, they just hate when you videotape other teams' sidelines, Kevin. <laughs> Dude, they got rid of celebrations for like 10 years. Cause they but then they brought them back, and now the league's fun again. Okay, so they shouldn't have taken them away in the first place. You know what, Kev? Just just, just, just stop being a buzzkill. Let's, let's all hope that McAfee did. He also has a contract with the XFL, so he can't. Oh, that's, that's bull. All right, well... Let's uh let's get like uh somebody like let's get Randy Moss on Monday football to have him do the play by play or him or Charles Woodson just somebody like one of the guys from the actual show because like let's they need personality like the problem is Booger's about Joe Tessitore is isn't bad as a play by play guy but like 
Booger just is about as interesting as a box full of Cheerios, man. It's just it's just there. <laughs> you either have to be smart or have a personality or both if they can get it. Or like, like John Gruden. Yeah, like he's a personality. And he's actually kind of intelligent when it comes to football. Yeah, Booger is neither. <laughs> Booger's about as smart <laughs> as a booger. And, uh, you know, he uh, has about the personality of a, of a snot rag. So there you go. The, the most interesting thing about him is his actual name. Yep. Which is embarrassing. All right. Next up, we got to stay in the NFL. Josh Gordon suspended indefinitely. And it's not for weed this time. It's for performance-enhancing drugs. Really? Like, the dude is like 2% body fat to begin with. What do you need it for? Uh, probably know. injuries. Yeah, maybe. That's what, hey, that's what your boy Jules did, so. That's what a lot of players have done. Yeah, it's just he, Josh Gordon just should know he gets, like, drug tested more than any other player, so. Ooh. Excuse me. Um. It just doesn't surprise me at all. I, I honestly, I looked at, I read this headline, I just facepalmed. I'm like, Josh, come, I root so hard for this guy. I rooted for him on the damn Patriots. That takes some serious, like, test, like, constitutional fortitude from me to root for somebody on the Patriots. But I wanted Josh Gordon to succeed. I wanted him to get his ring. I want him to do great things and re- resurrect his career, especially anything to stick it to the bronze fans. We're like, oh, Gordon sucks. Like, no, you guys just ruined him mentally. Um, I mean, it also makes sense now that the Patriots – why the Patriots – Yeah, it also makes sense why, like, a bunch of playoff teams who needed wide receivers passed on him. So, I, I, this is kind of – everyone was wondering why he f- fell all the way to Seattle. I guess this is the piece of the puzzle. Um, next up, uh, speaking of the Cleveland Browns, Reports are coming out today that multiple Cleveland Browns want out. And also, Ian Rapport reported before the game on Sunday that apparently Freddie Kitchens might be coming back next year. He said he will. I'm still putting a mite on that because I just don't believe it. But, oh, good Lord Jesus, the Browns find a way to screw it up again. You know, it's it's so funny to me, guys. Because the two loudest fan bases in the offseason, it wasn't Philly, wasn't the defending champs, it wasn't... Seattle or San Fran or, you know, Minnesota or New Orleans. Even New Orleans was annoying as hell, but they kind of shut up towards, like, once, like, the draft came along. Even Dallas was pretty quiet this offseason. But it was the damn Bears and the Browns, mm-hmm. the two most loud franchise fan bases this offseason. And it's just pure poetic comedy that the Bears were eliminated on Sunday after – Probably the most hilarious ending to a game because they basically almost scored and they found a way to screw it up. And then you leave and they and they still believe in Mitch Trubisky, which is just hilarious to me. And then on top of that, the Browns. The Browns who are literally a Madden player's wet dream. You've got you had Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield. Odell, Njoku, Jarvis, Landry. This is like if I got a, if them assigned to me as a random team, if I'm playing a kid online, I'm like jumping up. Oh yeah, and their defense is pretty good too. Miles Garrett, Darius Randall, and um, who's their other corner? Um, oh, uh, Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams. 
Yeah, so and they, apparently even one of their linebackers is getting like getting some nods for like Pro Bowl votes. So here's the thing. On paper, the Browns should be disgusting. But you know what the best part about all this is? It's such karma because their fans wouldn't shut the hell up in the offseason. And I, I hate giving credit to the big I, – I hate like, you know, sometimes like, you know, cow, guys like Coward have these takes like, oh, yeah, the Browns are going to be a train wreck. And I'm like, I could see it. I really can. About two weeks in, I'm like, yep, this is the Titanic. And right now, I guess I, I already see Odell's gone. He's going to be gone in the offseason. Apparently, I'm hearing things about Landry possibly leaving. And there's a few more names I could I'll pull up. I'll pull up the report by the end of the show. But what do you guys think about this? I'm just I, I, it, it, I saw the headline. I just started laughing. I think them bringing back Freddie Kitchens is ridiculous. They have so much talent. They have two options, I feel. Keep most of their talent or keep their coach. And their coach has shown an inability to win games. I don't put this on the players. I put it a little bit on Baker for earlier in the season when he wasn't throwing to OBJ when he was open. But it's Freddie Kitchens. A lot of it's falling on him. This team's undisciplined. A lot of the play calling has been bad. They need to clean house for the coaching staff to try and tell the players, like, hey, we're going to bring in a better guy. That's our bad. And and also, the Urban Meyer going to the NFL, Like some people said, like, oh, he could go to Cleveland. No, he, he won't. Because if he goes to the NFL, I can tell you how it's going to go. 9-7, 6-10, back to college. Or to retirement. Well, yeah, but Urban always goes into retirement for a year in between jobs to get out of his previous job. It's kind of actually a smart way to do things. Uh, it's a horrible way to do things. I mean, no, no, ethically it's horrible, but intelligence-wise it's smart because you don't lose any money off retiring. Um, <clears throat> uh, I, it's just, Savannah, what do you think? I know I know you have personal connections to the to Browns fans, so you got you got to live with one, so that's got to be even worse right now. I mean – yeah, all you hear, personally living with a Browns fan, it's just like, wow. It's rather saying, wow, Baker Mayfield sucks, or like, what what the hell are the Browns doing? Like, can they get rid of the coach? Stuff like that. So it's, they really need to get rid of the coach. His play calling ability is absolutely atrocious. The fact that they can like go and have go-to-goal situations like eight, nine times and not get any points out of it just blows my mom. They have all the pieces and parts of having a tremendous team. They just need to have a coach and a whole coaching staff that can put it together. Baker Mayfield has shown glimpses of how good he can really be. If he gets a coach that meshes well with him, then this team will be like really good. And I don't think Odell's going to be a Brown next season, but I do think Jarvis will. Him and Baker do have a good rapport going, and I think the more they play, it's just going to get even better, especially if they get a better coach that learns how to coach to Baker Mayfield's type of play. One thing I heard today was that Baker needs to have a um, a kind of a West Coast style, like Breeze, because he's a very similar archetype to Breeze when it comes to like playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, you know, accurate precision throws, tight windows, quick release, timing with the receivers – what the Browns are trying to do is they're trying to be like a chunk passing team, like what like Philadelphia is or or Seattle or San Fran. Like 
there's not a lot of precision to it. It's a lot of get in open space, catch it, and start running. Or, like, get downfield and catch the ball, and it's a first down. Like, it's very – it's not inefficient, but it's 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 very, like so – it's like bang, boom, or bust kind of a lot. And I think that's the problem is Baker cannot operate in those parameters. He needs the dink and dunk West Coast quick occasional deep ball – like it, it fits better for his like his system, and they've known that since college. And with Kitchens, I think he's just a wrong fit. And I feel like here's the other thing: they need to get rid of John Dorsey too. Like it's not working. He should not be a GM in the NFL. If you get booted out of Kansas City with the talent they had while he was there, you really should see some like blood in the water. Like Big Red, Andy Reid sent him packing. I think he's the only GM Andy Reid's ever had fired. So, or ever, like, sent packing. So, I think this is, like, there's a warning sign here. I think the Browns, yes, Baker's a, a good quarterback to build a franchise around. I don't think Jarvis is staying. I, after the argument he had with Kitchens line, I think this is a dead man walking thing. I think if 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 uh, John Dorsey wants to save his job, he'll send, he'll send Landry and Odell out. He'll get a ton of draft. He'll get some draft picks. He'll get maybe some young guys, like maybe like a DJ Chark or something like that, who's gonna, you know, who isn't like commanding a lot of money and is willing to like, you know, start in a new franchise and maybe just build up because they have the running back. That's how they have to build their offense until they get. I thought the Kareem Hunt move was stupid, but you know it works. He's moving the ball, but they have Njoku, they have Nick Chubb, and they have Baker. That's a good way to build an offense. They'll get an offensive line, get some young receivers in the draft, and then start working. Maybe if you can keep Landry, great, but Odell's got to go, like, as soon as possible. I know a certain team in the NFC East that will send you a first-rounder and a tackle for Odell by, at the end of the season. Not even a question. So, uh, it's it's uh, it's this whole thing is a train wreck to me. I think it's also just Cleveland. True. Like, they're the only team this decade to not have a winning season. Which is the most hilarious thing I've read all week. Alrighty. Uh, a little baseball action before we hit some college football. Um, <clears throat> my boy, my, my boys finally made a signing. I, I'm a little on the fence about it. Uh, Madison Bumgarner signed the Arizona Diamondbacks for five years, and... I think it was $85 million, if I remember correctly. $85 million. Um, I like the move because Mad Bum gives up no home runs, and Arizona's ballpark is notorious for long balls. So that's why Zach Ranke always struggled at home because he tends to give up home runs. Um, I like the move. He's a tough guy. He's an innings eater, especially with our bullpen being a bunch of young guys. Uh, We have a bunch of young, good starters like Luke Weaver and – Robbie Ray and all these guys. So I, I like the move. I think it's what Arizona needs. They need a, a guy who could just at the front of the rotation who can be like CC <clears throat> Sabathia a little bit, just eat up innings and <clears throat> keep the team in games. So I like the move. I really do. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I like it. I give it a solid seven out of ten. Kim. Savannah, do you have thoughts? Since <laughs> I've talked first every time about baseball. Yes. Kev, come on. We're trying to get. We're trying to ease her into baseball. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I didn't want to cut her off or anything. <laughs> no, I think you're good. I'm, I mean, I'm learning. I'm trying to 
I'm trying to get there. I read up about the stuff, but like I said, my knowledge is not there yet. Yeah, like Kev, we've been talking. We've been we've been following baseball since we were what five years old, six years old. Yeah, I've been following baseball for like zero years. So. Yeah. <laughs> my first game sports sporting event I watched was Yankees versus uh, Red Sox. I think it was like oh two. Or no, oh one maybe I don't even know. But anyway, yeah, Kev, what do you think about this? I think it's a fine move for the Diamondbacks. I don't think it's a good move. I don't think it's a bad move. I think the money's not ideal. But they're actually, you know, it's so funny. Everyone like, I'm gonna answer that quick. But I'll let you finish. Uh, everyone's like, oh, Arizona, like they're not a small market team. They're like medium to large market. They can throw huge money at dudes. The problem was. For the last like four years, they were under Yasmini Tomas's contract. That's why they had to trade Goldschmidt. That's why they had to trade Granke because they Tomas's contract was so big for because he was a he was a guy from Cuba. Cuba. They didn't really know what they were getting, but now that Tomas's contract's gone, or at least it's been restructured, now uh, Arizona like is like all right, cool, we can actually start throwing money at pitchers again. So I'll let you continue. Sorry, Kevin. I'll let you continue. No, you're fine. But I think he's already 30. He He's not a very – he doesn't throw the ball ex- very fast for a pitcher. He's not a fastball pitcher, really. So that's not as much concern. But I feel like the Red Sox had this concern with all their advanced analytics before about signing pitchers over 30. They got burned by that because they didn't re-sign Lester during the season, and then they broke it. But I think that's still a concern because guys – like pitchers, that's one motion you're making – Day in, day out. And I know it's five days, but he's been in the league for a decade. I think his age has to be concerned as you get towards the end of this contract. Now, if it's front-loaded, okay, it might work out better. But And I, I know it's not as big as the $300 million deals you're seeing, but five years for 85 mil is nothing to laugh at. And I think if they didn't structure this right, the Diamondbacks are going to be feeling it in a couple of years. Well, here's here's the one thing I'm I'm looking at, and if they do this, if they average it for every single year, so I'm trying to do math in my head here, this is just not fun. Basically, it comes out to 17 mil a year for a pitcher. That's I'm fine with that. That's half of what they're paying Garrett Cole. And if for even for all right for the next three years. Let's say Madison Bumgarner averages about 15, 16 wins a year, 14, because Arizona's got a good lineup. Problem has always been their pitching. Since they since they got rid of uh, their 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 squad from 2010, they've always had bad pitching. So, at least starters besides like Granke and Corbin. <clears throat> if he even gets like 15, 16 wins a year, that's a that's a that's a million dollars a a win. I'll take that. I will. You know why? Because that gets us closer to the postseason. We have the lineup to compete with teams like LA, but we don't have the pitching staff. This will help. We have a lot of young uh, pitchers that will help. So, I honestly, the more and more I look at it, the more and more I'm getting on board with it. Because the first time I saw the headline, I was texting with uh, our buddy Jack O'Hara. And he's like, I hate the money. I'm like, well, I mean, it could be worse. <laughs> we threw a, we threw basically a Brinks truck at Zach Ranke. Look how that turned out. I mean – He's making six million this year, but then it goes to nineteen next year. He's thirty-two, thirty-three seasons. He's making twenty-three million dollars. Well, that contract is not structured well. Yeah. 
you'd want to flip that and have him be 23 this year, 23 next year. Then you couldn't get away with six, but maybe like 19, 14, 10 or something. I think they're also structuring it differently because they got to pay Marte next year. And he's he's their he's their bell cow. He is their all star. He is their who came fourth in MVP voting by the way, which I'd like to throw so out. So that would further my point that they would want to make pay more now, but then yeah. next year, next couple of years, pay less. I also think that it also comes down to like they want to win now. Like they have a roster where they could compete next two three years. So well, it's it, it's going to turn into something like. Uh, it, yeah, I, I do see your point, though. It could get ugly. I don't like how they structured it, but I feel like they have enough contract space so they can get around it. <clears throat> All right, let's move on. Uh, Corey Kluber on the move to te- uh, the Texas Rangers. Uh, and I did not see the official deal, but I heard it was basically for peanuts. So uh, good for the Rangers. They got some good – they got a good lineup. That stadium, Kubler, it should be interesting seeing Kubler in a very uh, hitter-friendly stadium. Yeah, I think Cleveland's just blown it up. <clears throat> Haven't made it past the ALDS since they played in the World Series a couple years ago. They're not really going to compete this year. Missed the playoffs last year. I think they're trying to just go for more of a youth movement and kind of just start over pretty much. Which is weird to say they want to start over when they haven't won anything. Yeah. And I think 54, 55 years. But, I don't know. It's, I, I think it's a good move for the Rangers, though. I think that it'll help them a lot kind of work towards their goal of... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was looking it up. It was about 71 years since they last won a World Series. 1948. Yeah. I knew that one. For some reason, I had 64 in my head. Might be they were competitive at one point. But anyway, that's how I feel about that. I'm I'm all good with it. All right. Now, let's talk about the Heisman. On Saturday, Mr. Joe Burrow won and delivered a very heartfelt and honestly very uh, emotional speech. My mother actually talked to me about her five minutes. She goes, I was reading all these things about, you know, how he got so much money to, like, to the charity in his hometown, which is like the poorest town in Ohio. And I'm like, it just made me love Joe Burrow even more. But <clears throat> I'm carrying all these things. Oh, he's the only white boy who won with, like, three black athletes. And Kevin sent me the tweet. I'm like, listen, the dude basically resurrected LSU on offense. He improved so much. He has been outstanding. He's been better than Jalen Hurts. He's been better than Justin Fields. And about the Chase Young thing, his stats uh, his stats aren't as impressive to me now that I find out that the the, uh, the ACC Rookie of the Year for my Hurricanes had only two less sacks than Chase Young, and I'm like, oh, oh, uh, I mean, okay, I mean, he did it in like he with two less games, but like, I mean, Russo didn't even play in the first game, and eh, whatever. But the thing is with me, <clears throat> Joe Burrow was the clear favorite. I've been saying it since probably November. He's been playing out of his mind. He's beat four top te- top 25 teams, including Alabama, in Alabama. <clears throat> so, And he beat Georgia in the SEC title game as well, so throttle him. 
It was it was no it was a no question one to me. It would have been cool to see a defensive guy win. I just don't think Chase Young was that guy. Kev. I don't think there's really much to add. Joe Burrow was winning that. There's no situation where he wasn't. It's the most lopsided Heisman win ever. I think he had 90% of the first place votes or 91%, somewhere in that range. I think, yeah, it was pretty much, they said, okay, here's our winner. We need to find three other people to invite to the ceremony. They almost put Jonathan Taylor in instead of, like, Justin Fields, which I thought was hilarious. Would have been okay with that. Oh, me too. Best running back in the country. Honestly, the best offensive player in Ohio State uh, is Dobbins. So. Yeah, and they weren't inviting a wide receiver. I'm surprised they invited a D-end. Yeah, so. I think if they jumped, dumped off, or bumped off Young or Fields, you it would have been hard to argue against that. I, I honestly, I could I could have seen them knocking both of them off the ballot, and I would have been like, yeah, that's fine. Jalen Hurts would be playing out of his damn mind. Like, yeah, and if you look at the ballot, that's how the people who voted felt. I mean, if they threw like like, what? Who, wait, didn't all the Alabama receivers have very similar stats because they got the ball so spread around? <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, that's why you didn't see any of those guys in there. C.D. Lamb was great, but like, if it wasn't for Jalen Hurts, he would have probably not had the season he had. So, yeah, no, I have no problem with this ballot at all. Honestly, I could have thrown Jonathan Taylor in there, maybe higher than Fields and Young, and probably even Hurts, because he is the best running back in the country by a mile. I would have loved to see Dobbins on the ballot. The kid from uh, uh, the kid from Baylor would have been great to see, too, because he's had a phenomenal season. But uh, honestly, though, I'm fine with it. Good for Joe Burrow. I'm praying to God he doesn't go to the Bengals, because be, oh, his career would be over in a nutshell. <clears throat> I do have one issue with the voting before. No, go for it. Savannah cut in. Um, Tua Tagovailoa got votes. Really? If you, I saw the ballot. He was ranked tenth in voting. Huh. And he, he had a phenomenal year before he got hurt. If he played all year, he would have been in New York. If he stayed healthy, he could have won it. But. After the injuries, he when he came back after the injuries, he didn't play as well. And then being knocked out for the last two, three games of the year, I don't get how he got votes. Maybe the Heisman voting has got to be changed a little bit. I, he should have got even gotten a single vote. <clears throat> I mean, he he's a great, phenomenal player, but when you miss games, I think it's, it should be the guy who's healthy at the end of the year and still like unless unless he got unless a guy got hurt literally in the final play. Or like you know, in the final game before the Heisman voting, and this team still got the and his team like snuck by with the win after him. Like I could see that, but like, I mean, that's why he lost last year. <clears throat> he got hurt in the Auburn, or he was hurt in the Auburn game. Still played well, and then didn't play well in the SEC championship, which isn't supposed to count for Heisman voting. And then he lost it because of that. Yeah, I mean, Kyler winning last year was like, eh, whatever, but. <clears throat> This year, I, it was one of the first years in a while where I'm like, yes, it definitely needs to be Joe Burrow. I think the last time I felt like this thing was doing Derrick Henry one. Where I was just like, yeah. this is Or uh, Reggie Bush, who still deserves Heisman, or uh, what's his face uh, a couple years ago. I don't know. Like Heisman voting, There's there, every couple years you do get a guy who's like, like, yep, he deserves his vote. Give him the trophy. But... All right, Savannah, I know you've been cooling your jets for about five minutes. What do you got on Heisman? 
I mean, I'm not mad that Joe Burrow won. I think he deserved it. It he was clearly the favorite. He brought the LSU team to an undefeated season, um, number one in the ranking. He, I, and I'm thinking about him winning because he stood out the most on his team. Like when you're thinking about, okay, two people from Ohio State got got in, but neither one of them stood out as much as Joe Burrow did with his team. Like he's, he's clearly the reason for that team to be where they are in that position. Like, yes, there's other good players on the team, but if he wasn't on that team, they wouldn't be in the position that they are in. And I feel like you can't necessarily say that exactly with the other teams. Like, I feel like Ohio State always tends to have a really good quarterback, so they could probably bring somebody in and be close to the same situation. And same with Oklahoma. So LSU is just in a different state right now, and, and Joe Burrow is that reason. I, I'm kind of mad that Chase Young got fourth in the voting, but it's not a defensive, like, title. So I think he got second, but like I said, it's not a defensive title. So I'm not mad that Joe Burrow won. Technically, uh, just an all-athletes title or award, except, you know, Chase Young was good, but nothing special this year. Like, he was the best defensive player in college football, but when I then I started doing some digging. My buddy was talking to me about it. A buddy of mine is a huge Clemson fan. He actually goes there. I work with him. We were driving his car to a job on Monday, and I said, "Listen, I'm like, I'm not really sold on like, yeah, Chase Young's gonna be a bad, gonna be an insane dude in the in in the in the pros, but I'm like his stats don't scare me like they should have. I looked at him, I got 16 and a half. I thought you feel like he had like 20 sacks, and then I'm like, wait a minute, how many did Russo have? Oh, uh, Gregory Russo, Canes, ACC rookie of the year, but he, um, a freshman had two less sacks than him, and I'm like, all right. So I see why he came in fourth now. Like I would love to see Chase Young because every time a defensive guy's in there, I get all hype, like Tyron Matthew a couple years ago. But <clears throat> yeah, I'm fine with this. I really am. So alrighty. Finally, it's time for everyone's favorite game. Who's ready for a little one sentence game? I'm so, ready. You ready? All right, cool. Just call me SpongeBob. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Ravens and Jets. SpongeBob, who you got first? Lamar Jackson's unreal, and I love it. I don't love that he's in the AFC, but I still love it. Savannah. He, I just, I don't know. I'm in awe when I watch him play, and he broke the record for Michael Vick, so. Um, Lamar Jackson killed me in fantasy this week because I was playing against him in my family league, but against former belly up employee Brian Lynch. But uh, honestly, though, I love seeing Lamar Jackson keep smashing records and playing out of his mind because uh, nobody cares. Work harder, <clears throat> Baker Mayfield. Uh, Texans and Titans. Uh, my sentence is simple. Th- simply this. You blew it, Tennessee. You had him, and you blew it. Yeah. The Texans aren't that good. Yeah. Or the Titans just not that good. They're they're not consistent at all. 
they want to go anywhere in the playoffs, they have some work. I can see them blowing out whoever they play in the first round of the playoffs if they make the playoffs, and then just playing like absolute crap the next game. Getting stopped by like either Baltimore or New England. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that too. All right. Dolphins and Giants. Awesome moment for Eli uh, getting uh, one last win for the uh, Giants in <laughs> Miami. Eat it. Kev? I am i don't care about the Dolphins anymore. They're not going 0-16. <laughs> Savannah? Uh, I hate that Saquon Barkley, or not, I, I, the fact that he actually is has a, a thousand yards rushing with the games that he's missed is like crazy. A thousand scrimmage yards, not rushing. Right. Yeah, but still, no, it's it's crazy. He missed no. like five games. <laughs> he still got. It. All right, Broncos and Chiefs, Savannah. Wow, this was a blowout. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't expect this. I thought Drew Locke would actually look a lot better. But he didn't. The snow looks like fun to uh, have a snowball fight in, though, before an active game. I know one five six coast of yours that you want to peg with a snowball. <laughs> Dude, she wants to peg me with a hand grenade at this point, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she has to get in line, though, buddy. There's a huge list for that one. Yep. Just Kevin being Kevin. What I'm here for. All right, Kev, what, what's your sentence for Broncos Chiefs? Is Drew Locke bad? No. No. I mean, sub-50 completion percentage? In the freaking snow, and Mahomes is like a superhuman, so we don't count him. But, I mean, that's still not good numbers. He's also a freaking rookie in his third start and has to play in a blizzard. I'll give him the benefit the of the doubt once. the defense. Which is surprisingly improving every time they play, which is kind of scary. Um, <clears throat> Drew Locke isn't as bad as he looked. I think he's a rookie. And uh, also, um, yeah, Chiefs are back enough, but I still think it's the Ravens conference to lose. Packers and Bears. Oh, this game could have ended so much better. <laughs> Kevin. Why didn't their fullback pitch it to Allen Robinson? It would have been the best thing ever. I've been laughing hysterically if they scored. It would have been such a Bears thing, though, that they, then they missed the two that touchdown, and then Mitch throws a pick on the two-point conversion. That would be such a Bears thing to do. I almost was like, hoping that would happen. It's like, oh, they score! It's a miracle! And then, oh, Trubisky threw a pick. God damn it. Savannah? The Packers are just... Bad. Okay. Don't talk. <laughs> they're no, they're going to get everyone a free agency. And they're going to trade for everyone. Yes, they are. Thank Those you. Are imaginary draft picks. They're going to miraculously get 10 first-round picks and trade for OBJ, Landry, somehow Nick Chubb, probably <laughs> Stephon Gilmore. Yes, we're going to Zach get... Zach Ertz, we're going to go full out for this. All right. 
Are you done? <laughs> yes. Ah. Kev, just wait. Let her do let her say her sentence. It's only fair. The Packers play ugly every week, but they still win, so it's fine. <clears throat> against some against crappy teams. Um. Really? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Are the Packers uh, the new Vikings? Oh, what? My. oh my god! Now that might actually get you hate, Kim. Now what you gonna do? Drive to Massachusetts? Yes. You don't no, know she'll, no, she'll actually fly out there. She's she ain't gonna drive out there. She'll land in Logan and, and drive down to to rent them. Just smack you silly in your front yard. Uh, Buccaneers at Lions. If I have to hear one more thing about how Jameis Winston's having a great season, I'm going to laugh hysterically. He is close to the pick record. Can we just admire that for a second? There is still hope. How many away? Uh, oh, he only had one pick. No! I think he's like 19 away. Oh, he's two weeks. So he would have to throw basically eight, nine picks the rest of the way. No, he would have to throw nine, ten picks. Damn it. My math sucks. <sighs> but the Buccaneers aren't good. They're just, they're aggressively average. Savannah? The Buccaneers wide receivers are good. I feel like that's the only reason why Jameis Winston is having an okay season. Like, yeah, he has all these yards, but he also has all these picks. Basically two elite receivers, yeah. Yeah. Also, the Lions, I just – I feel bad for the Lions a little bit. Like, they just – they have so much holes they need to fix in their offense and in their defense. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I thought right, Bruce okay. Arians was supposed to fix Jameis. No. Oh, well, yeah, but – it's not working. But guys, he was he's the first player ever to throw for over 450 yards in consecutive games. Woohoo. Well, Jameis still sucks. <laughs> he still has the IQ of a potato when it comes to football. Uh Patriots Bengals. Tapes or not, the Bengals still suck. That game was way closer than it should have been. But I thought they were supposed to have the advantage, Kevin. Bengals came to play in the first half. And then Andy Dalton threw four. I think Andy Dalton's in the Jameis. But he's a ginger mistake of a, human, <laughs> mistake of a quarterback. Uh, all right. Seahawks at Panthers. How is Seattle the number one seed in the NFC? I can't figure it out. Their defense is so horrible. They either need a, a biblical rainstorm, or they, or like they won't like, or they'll give up more than ten points. It's so bad. Like holy Moses! Like who? Like Will Greer and Kyle Allen? Really? I, I can't. Like, Seattle, I, I'm trying to figure out how they could win a Super Bowl, and I just can't. It's like trying to, like, say 2 plus 2 goes 5. It's not connecting. <clears throat> Kev? Too bad PEDs didn't help Josh Gordon become a better quarterback. <laughs> you. 
Savannah. Is it time for Will Greer to come out now? He is starting, actually. Good. I think and he's I, I, uh, I, I texted Mark, and I'm like, dude, my prediction is going to come true. <clears throat> All right, uh, Eagles, Redskins. I'm going to do three choppy sentences instead of one big sentence. This game gave me stomach ulcers. Greg Ward was clutch. That's how you catch a football. Carson Wentz is a good quarterback, and Miles Sanders is the best rookie running back. No, he's not. I yes. didn't know Josh Jacobs already retired. Yeah. <laughs> he's better than Josh Jacobs. He's got less touches. I think I think there's a reason he got he's getting less touches. Because he had Jordan Howard in front of him. If he was that good, he would be getting more touches ahead of Jordan Howard. We'll see who has the better career. I'll put my money on Sanders. Okay. But that's not what you say. You said the better rookie running back. I Sanders is more explosive and he's better out of the backfield. What do you want me to tell you? But their rookie years is what we're talking about. Yes, and for the first five games of the season, between Darren Sproles and Jordan Howard, Sanders got maybe five or six carries a game. But so, again, we're looking at their again, years. Here's who who sat in front of Jordan Howard. I mean, in front of Josh Jacobs, a practice dummy. There's no one else in that running back core that's actually worth getting a rep in Oakland. That's all I'm saying. But again, touches are a stat and part of rookie Just years. say your sentence. The Eagles celebrated way too hard, considering they beat a three and eleven team. They're just happy they're winning again. Savannah against a three and eleven team. They're actually a lot better now that they got rid of uh, Jay Gruden. I'm, like this team is playing a lot harder. They're dirty. Like like there were a couple like really cheap shots, but like they they like playing for Bill Callahan. It's a little odd. Like that Washington team would not. They were like yeah. We're in this. We're not three and eleven. And I'm like, really? <clears throat> uh, Savannah, what's your what's your? Uh... Um, I I I have hardly any words for this game. I'm I'm not I'm not shocked that you almost lost to a three one team. Uh, we beat you guys. Okay, because of <laughs> two blown calls. Wow, blame the refs. Nice comeback. We also ran for almost 200 yards against your uh, Swiss cheese defense. Our run defense was atrocious. That's I'm not. Also, uh, we had no secondary. It's <laughs> okay. It's okay. We'll see you on the playoffs. Y'all also lost to the Dolphins. So. Pass interference to stop us. From having- it wasn't pass interference. Get off of it. Uh, okay, twice, twice. Can we talk about how the Eagles lost to the Dolphins? I think that'd be a fun talking point. <laughs> you guys also lost to the Texans, so. Okay, what's wrong? And we, with- all, and we only lost to the Dol- We only literally every loss we've had this year has been, except for Minnesota and Dallas, has been by less than seven points. Or also all due to dropped touchdowns. Okay, get right. better players, and maybe you won't have seven losses. Yeah, that happens. Just uh, keep talking, guys. Season st- okay, still some season. I Savannah, you really got your my I can barely even hear what the hell you're saying right now. Uh, right. I said that. Why are you comparing your comparing your team to the Texans? I felt I feel like if you played them, you would lose. No. 
Yeah. 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 Keep talking. Keep talking. All right. Savannah's favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings, throttling the Chargers. My sentence is, Cook and Diggs still screw, screwed me, and I hate Kirk Cousins because he won't give Diggs the ball. But, yeah, Vikings won. Savannah's AFC pick, doing great. Solid <laughs> predictions. Why couldn't the Chargers play like this against the Packers? Because of the Packers. They're about as soft as melted cheese. That's rude. And very poetic because they're the Packers. Get it? <laughs> yeah. Jaguars at Raiders. Oh, wait, no, Kev's got to go. I, no, Savannah. Oh, yeah, no, 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 you're the Owen. Wow. Okay, my brain's fried, as usual. Um, Jags and Raiders. I feel really bad for Oakland. Like, that sucks. It really sucks. I really hope they win their last two, even though they're not, they're both on the road. But like, I really, it really sucks. They're not going to have like one last win in Oakland. I almost hope they like, they go to Vegas for a couple years and then they just like, it doesn't work. So they go back to Oakland. Like, I'm really hoping that's what happens. Just like they did before. Basically. Or they'll go back to LA, which I'm all, I'm all for the LA Raiders too. That's, 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 dope. that's awesome. It, it, awesome as hell. Cause you know, the chargers are, are going to turn into the Houston Voyagers soon, right? Kev? Oh yeah. <laughs> three time, three time, uh, Xbox bowl champs. Well, I mean, once basically sort of quit, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, <clears throat> Savannah, Jags Raiders. I don't know. You know I have some a little bit of a connection to the Raiders because of my mom. So I'm not going to go on this huge rant just because everyone knows that the NFL officiating has been awful this season. And I really do feel bad for the Raiders, too. Like, Derek Carr is not the best quarterback, and I don't know how much longer they're going to keep him once his contract's up in a couple years. But the fact that he slid down inbounds, and that could have potentially been a game-winning first down, and the clock stopped, and then they called a delay a game on the Raiders, forcing them to kick a 50-yard field goal that they missed. And because of that, the Jags were able to go down and score. Like, yes, the defense should have stopped them, but the rest really put the Raiders in a horrible situation. And I do, I do feel bad for them, too. They should have won that game. And with the Steelers losing and who else lost? Oh, the Titans losing – the Raiders winning that game would have had like a huge push for them for the playoffs, and now they're essentially out of it. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I would have loved to see Oakland in the playoffs. But Savannah, the Raiders just need to suck it up. Apparently, that's what I've been told since the Chiefs game. I mean, they looked awful against the Chiefs. They looked awful against the Jets. Why well, not the not- Chiefs Chiefs game? Because apparently, bad officiating happens. You can't blame a loss on it. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that like it's the, the kill Harry was in. He <laughs> was in, and Stephon Gilmore would have scored the like four plays before that. They didn't blow it dead. Basically. I mean, I'm not necessarily. I mean, I am saying that it's on the refs, but like I said, the defense should have been able to stop Jacksonville, but they couldn't. So like, it's not all on the refs. But the fact is, is the refs put them in that situation, and they should not have even been in that situation. All right, we can all agree that officiating this year has been atrocious. 
Right, and I feel like it'd be a different situation. They would have to suck it up if it wasn't their last home game, like, in Oakland. But it was their last home game in Oakland, and they got screwed over. Even Charles Woodson posted about it. Oh, no, I saw that tweet. I, I was like, I, I'm like, oh, see, what do you got a point? I love, I love Charles Woodson. Um, Kev, what's your sentence? Uh, the best rookie running back needs to step it up. Shut up. All right, Browns and Cardinals. Choo-choo, all aboard the train wreck express. <laughs> oh, this is your conductor, Freddie Kitchen, speaking with our, my co-conductor, Baker Mayfield. We are going to be crashing straight into 6 and 10 on your left. Oh my god. I just it's like it's like watching a dumpster fire. It's like watching a car like a car catch on fire with no nobody in it. You just want to watch it burn. Like you just want to see it burn. It's just hilarious. I'm sorry. Like after how much I heard about the Browns being a Super Bowl pick the entire year, it's so poetic that they're just they got smoked by the Cardinals. This game didn't even look that close. Oh yeah, by the way, Kane Drake four touchdowns. Finding new life in his career. I love seeing uh, him get another shot. Congrats to Kenyon Drake for getting his first win this season. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, they I, traded before the Dolphins started winning, and the Cardinals didn't win since they traded for him. Yeah, that's sad. I was going to say that it was a good pickup for Arizona for to have Kenyon Drake. I mean, this is obviously his first really big breakout game, but he's had good games before this. It sucks that he's on a team that isn't winning – but it was still a good pickup for him. I, I think also he's going to have a nice little uh, duo with him and uh, Kyler Murray. I don't know how much longer David Johnson is going to be a Cardinal. They might just ship him out. Yeah, uh, he three carries this week. Yeah, he's definitely done. Whoever drafted him in fantasy this year has got to be, like, pulling their hair out. <clears throat> uh, all right, we're going to speedball these last four because we are on a time constraint. But Falcons 49ers. Oh, this was I, – I mean, Julio was in. But, like, and it was kind of cool seeing my boy get a second touchdown after he hadn't caught one since, like, week five. But, youch. What's with the 49ers? Like, I, I can't figure them out. They thump the Packers, then lose to the Falcons. Hmm? Who are they going to bring my game up? Because it was, like, the most convincing win they've had this year. I like how the Niners drop from one to five with this loss. I love the NFL seeding. It makes no sense, but it's so funny. Because they'll have to play a home game basically in in Philadelphia or Dallas if the if the stand if the if the if they stay at five the rest of the season. If they play in in Philadelphia and it's like snowing, oh the Niners might not make it out of the first round only because of the the they're not a cold weather team, but. Savannah, Falcons, Niners. I called it. You've been calling it, though, for like five weeks now. You can't just go, I called it, if you're saying it every week. No, this was my <laughs> other pick. It's the same principle. Like, you know, you're firing up bullets at a small target. You're a, you're bound to hit it eventually. I, I'm confused of what other games I called that I could say this about. Every week you're like, oh, the 49ers are going to lose. They're overrated. They're going to lose. No, that was the first half of the season. And then she had to go to battle against every 49ers nose picker on on Twitter. <laughs> oh, 
five and zero against number one pass defenses. Woo. Rams and Cowboys. I don't think the Rams actually got off the bus. I think it was just a bunch of kids off the street from L.A. who played against Dallas. Because they just did not look like they gave a shit. Cowboys fans had actually shut up, and the Rams ruined that. <laughs> Leave it to the Rams to ruin a good thing. Like, you know, the Patriots not winning a Super Bowl. Just kidding, Kev. I actually was kind of rooting for them after how boring that Super Bowl was. So I guess somebody score already. But, yeah, the Rams just have – the Rams, I think they are the team that just disappoints America. Whether it be, you know, getting, getting losing in the Super Bowl or, you know, trying to beat the quote-unquote America's team. Because I – I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna make next week's NFC East matchup, which I was actually supposed to go to, if my car wasn't now having to go into the shop. Possibly, me and Jack were gonna go down to see it in Philly. You know, I would not be associated with him if they start throwing shit at him for having the Cowboys stuff on. But Savannah, the Rams that played the Seahawks and the Rams that played the Cowboys are like two different Rams teams. It, Thanks, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> it just I don't know. Like I expected to come out and blow out the Cowboys, but the Cowboys blew out the Rams. Yeah, I just it's like trying to understand rocket science. Nobody's figuring the Rams out this year. You don't yeah, get that. I mean the one thing you can what? outside of Booger. <laughs> um also the other thing the one thing I will say about the Rams, they are way too dependent on Todd Gurley. They gotta get drafts a running back. Um Bills and Steelers. Nobody circles the wagons and somehow makes the playoffs like the Buffalo Bills. Good for Buffalo. I I, I love that they made the playoffs. And it's not like two years ago when they got stomped in the first round by Jacksonville. Like they're actually like, you know, actually probably win a game. And I'm excited for it. Good for them. Watch the Bills make a deep playoff run. Oh, that'd be so awesome. I would love, like, it's like, you know, the final four is like Bills, Patriots, and then, uh, you know, Ravens and Chiefs. Oh, my God, that'd be a great AFC playoff. Savannah? Uh, this game was closer than I thought. Like, I knew it was going to be a good game. Both of their defenses just kind of just, like, held their ground really well. Even though Duck threw, what, four interceptions? Yeah. Like, the... He was throwing a lot of ducks. Ah. Bill's the one thing that they should have done is capitalize off those turnovers. But that's not their MO. They're, they I, play ugly football. That's what they are. I know, and that's fine. And it's getting them to the point where they're at, like, with all these wins. And they could keep winning the regular season, but when they get in the playoffs... Ugly wins are fine, but you have to capitalize at least even a field goal or something off of a turnover. You have to. Oh, totally. All righty. Uh, finally, Saints and Colts will make this one really quick. Booger sucks. Breeze, Breeze breaks Peyton's record. Kev? Congrats, Drewski. Savannah? Jacoby Percet has a lot to work on. He's fallen go. off since the first half of the season. There you go. 
All righty. Kev, anything weird in sports? Uh, Yes, actually. Jameis Winston is going for the Triple Crown. By the end of the year, he could lead the league in passing touchdowns, yards, interceptions. Right now, he's two behind Lamar Jackson in touchdowns, seven behind Dak in uh, passing yards, and no one is close to him for interceptions. <laughs> oh, man of all talents. All right. Um, so last call. Let's keep that smooth jazz. I want to give a quick shout out on uh, you guys know I'm all from I'm from Connecticut and um, the next door the next town over for me is Newtown and uh, right about five minutes from my house is Sandy Hook Elementary where you know the unfortunate uh, horrible shooting uh, that occurred seven years ago. Well, on Friday night, a lot of those kids who were students at that school won the state title for Class Double L in Connecticut. I happen to know a, co- a couple of the players in that team that come to my gym. So I just want to give a shout out to these guys. They played their hearts out. They played probably one of the best teams in the state in Darien, who just breeds like large human beings to play offensive line. And uh, shout out to Sandy Hook on the on Newtown on the seventh anniversary of the shootings to win the Newtown state t- state title in football for like you know the most competitive division in our state. So uh, yeah, congratulations, boys. Uh, as a Pompera guy, it, it feels weird saying this, but go Nighthawks. That was a incredible win. So that's all I got. Uh, and that is all we got. Uh, we will be back Thursday, and we will probably we're gonna take we're of course not gonna do a show Christmas Eve. Stupid. But um, or day before uh, before on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, we'll do one probably that Thursday though, and we'll do them leading up into the new year. But uh, look up, be on the lookout for a Corner Booth merchandise and a new Corner Booth logo coming in 2020. Both are in the works right now. So uh, I'm Jared. That's Savannah. That angry little gremlin is Kevin. Uh, we will see you guys Thursday. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Corner Booth Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at Corner Booth Pod.